Now, I will admit that I was born in a rather large city, a matter of fact, the largest in the United States. But I've learned one thing over the years. Many of the people I've met out in the country seem to have a whole lot more common sense. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I mean, let's face it, it's true. I have met many people over, oh, decades in, in the South, in some of the more, shall we say, rural communities and towns. They may not have the great college education. They may have not gone to the world's greatest schools. They may not have master's degrees or doctorates or any degree for that matter. But they do have a great degree of simple common sense. It's just the way they're raised because their parents, their ancestors, their grandparents, they had to learn how to live off the land and and do things for themselves. And so they become very observant about everything around them. It's just the way of life in a small town. I don't care if that small town is in South Carolina, Georgia, Utah, Illinois, upstate New York, doesn't matter. It could be anywhere, right where we live now in Southwest Virginia. We live in a very rural area and the people are genuinely very friendly. The crime rate in the region is is much lower and people are slowly moving into these areas because they've had enough of all the big cities, all the nonsense, all the expense, all the noise, all the crime, and all the stupidity that you find in big cities and all over the United States. And see, yesterday on the program, I was talking about these common threads. And there are a number of common threads I want to continue sharing with you today so you are aware that everything that's going on that you see in the news, pretty much all of it, all of it is by design. All of it is planned in these, shall we say, more lunatic-run states. And I'm saying that seriously. It is almost, well, actually, it's not almost. It really is, now that I think about it. And I've mentioned this before. It is by design that those on the left are trying to anger conservatives beyond imagination. The things that they say, the words that they use, the expressions, the anger. Have you ever noticed when somebody on the left speaks, most of them have a a scowl on their face and they're angry. Whenever Joe Biden, the president speaks, he's like an angry old man, get off my lawn. I mean, face it, he really is. And then I wonder after he fumbles and bumbles when he's off script, does he even understand the words that he has been that he's been saying? I find it amazing. And people are leaving states like New York. And I don't blame them. I was looking at somebody that I know through Facebook that lived in New York for their entire lifetime, and they now live in Southwest Florida. And that person and her husband were remarking, because they've had to start their life over, when somebody said, do you have any regrets moving from New York to Florida? And the answer was just one. Yeah, I. why did I wait so long? 
to get out of a state like New York. And the worst part for a person like me is, yeah, I may have been born in New York City, raised in Long Island, but I spent a number of years in small town New York. And I really liked it. I had some great people. But New York State, like California, like Illinois, and, and many others in the nation, they have the big cities. And the big cities are dominated by leftist, by leftist lunatic fringe, to be quite blunt. They are. They, they, they're run by people that shouldn't be in government. I mean, look at Lori Lightfoot. Come on. And even though upstate New York has its share of leftists, the majority of people in small-town America are not. Yet there are so many of those in New York City and that immediate metropolitan area that you have a majority in New York that they, they run the House, they run the state legislature, they, they, they run the governor's office, they, they run the attorney general's office, they run it all. And the people that live in the country, in places like the southern tier, in places like the Finger Lakes region, the northern tier, their lives are, are negatively impacted by the stupidity of these people that are so-called educated from the big cities. And look at Illinois. Illinois has a, it has, there's a new law coming on the books beginning in January of this coming year. And even though the law was actually put together last year, they're waiting all the way till after this election because they didn't want anybody to really notice what was going on. Because Governor Prickster in the state of Illinois I'm going to say something and people, you're going to say, well, that's, that's not very charitable of you to say it, but the guy is a complete reprobate. J.B. Brixter has tons of money from, I think it's the Hilton hotel chain. He made his money in hotels and he is typical of the multi-millionaire leftist rules for thee, but not for me. And, and he, he does everything to appeal to the Chicago base, to the majority of Cook County and other major metropolitan areas. That is his base. It's certainly not the farmlands of southern Illinois. Trust me on that. And they, in, in typical leftist style, they come up with a bill. Just like in the United States House of Representatives, they had the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act. It's a phony name for a phony bill that doesn't do any of what they claim it's going to do. And this is typical of Washington, D.C. speak. It is typical of leftists speak all over the nation in the states. Name a bill something that, you know, how could a person ever vote against a bill with a name like that? How could you be against an Inflation Reduction Act because you're suffering inflation? Well, Illinois, Governor Prickster and his Democrat-run legislature made of people that have, they're intellectually, morally, spiritually bankrupt, people that run that government, 
they have a legislation that they call that is called the Safe T Act, like Safe Dash T Act. Boy, that sounds good. How can Bob? How could you be against a safety act? We need to make Illinois safe again because everything's out of control. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. An Illinois mayor, you probably, you may have already seen this on television. I meant to use it a few days ago, but I just finally had time today to get to it. There's an Illinois mayor who is sounding an alarm on just how dangerous this new safety bill is and how it eliminates everything from cash bail. And it's going to make, as this mayor says, his name is Mayor Keith Pukow, or Pukow, and he said that in a town meeting, I can't even begin to tell you how dangerous this act is. So, so listen to what he's from the Orland Village, you know, he's from Orland, Orland Village. And the Orland Village Board unanimously passed a resolution demanding the state legislature's work with public safety representatives like you know, to, to address the problems they see with this Safety, Accountability, and Fairness Equity Today Act. I mean, this is silliness. This is the kind of stupidity. Name a bill. The Safety, Accountability, and Fairness Equity Today Act. How stupid do they think people are? I guess they think we're really stupid. Oh, you can't be against safety. You can't be against fairness and equity. I mean, that would make you one of those evil racists or something. And so, you know, J.B. Prickster, the complete moron of a governor that he is, sorry, but he is. He's making Illinois a sewer. I mean, a real sewer. And the poor folk in the southern part of the state that try to run their farms and their businesses and and live their lives are about to deal with a law that's going to negatively impact impact their communities. Listen to what the village of Orland Park, the village of Orland Park mayor had to say about this very despicable and dangerous and phony bill. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. It abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights. And keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, Cook County, and Illinois. Now, you better believe that that is a huge threat for a community like Orland Park or many other small towns in the state of Illinois. 
it means that criminals now have the upper hand. You, they can do whatever they want to do. If they get arrested, hey, no cash bail. I'll be out. I can run away. I can hide. I can, I, I, I can elude. They don't live by the law anyway. What do they care? Criminals will be criminals. And, and you, you say to yourself, well, how could, how could the Illinois state legislature pass such an incredibly stupid bill? They did. And their incredibly stupid governor, J.B. Prickster, signed it and made sure that it comes into being in January of this coming year, not right now. You wouldn't, you wouldn't want to have that bill in effect today. Crime is bad enough, but you don't want to potentially tip the balance at the moment. So why would they do such an insanely incredibly dangerous bill why would they put the law-abiding citizens of the state of illinois at risk why would they do it because they're goading a fight and i've said this over and over again and a lot of people are still not getting the message they want the conservatives they want the law-abiding citizens angry And they want them to become violent, at least by their standards. Remember, if you are if you go to a school board, you got to remember. Remember Merrick Garland wanting to send the FBI to investigate anybody that challenged or or criticized a school board, like in Loudoun County, Virginia. You can't you can't speak to your school board. You are their inferiors. I mean, they are your superiors. They are royalty. Bow down and worship them is almost the attitude. So if you're a parent and you are deeply concerned, and this is happening all over the United States, by the way, even in some of the red states, be careful. There are some cities and regions in red states that are cobalt blue and very leftist and very dangerous. You have parents that if they go to a school board meeting and if they were to challenge anything that the school is doing, like critical race theory, that's one of the hot topics du jour. Or, or perhaps perhaps you have a, a, an issue with some other things in the school, like teachers allowing second graders to choose their pronouns. I may be a little girl, but I want to be known as William today and indulging these fantasies like they're real to these children and and then working with these children so they can eventually be chemically castrated and destroyed to change their so-called gender and we're supposed to believe all of this is totally normal it isn't none of it is normal It's an aberration. And it's one of those kind of strange things that anybody that has the the common sense of a person from the country 50 years ago would realize, that's just plain stupid. What do you mean the boy wants to become a girl or the girl wants... What are you talking about? I mean, people would never put up with this 50 years ago. 
but we have been desensitized over these decades to believe all kinds of stupidity and silliness and with social media being afraid to be called a racist or a homophobe or thisophobe or a thatophobe or the otherophobe you know we get beaten up if you have any any backbone any morality any standards and you must believe whatever you are told and here we are today Illinois with the Safety Act, which will make you anything but safe. It's going to put your life, your house, your property, your family in in extreme danger. And you wonder why police in some of these states like Illinois are getting to their earliest possible retirement date and bailing out, heading south coming to places like Alabama, South Carolina, Florida. I mean, and they're trying to avoid some of the big cities like in Florida, you're going to avoid Broward County, of course. You're going to avoid a few places. I I get it. Probably even some parts of the Orlando area, Tallahassee, parts of Miami-Dade, Fort Lauderdale. You'll stay away from there, but... You know, you may want to go to a Sarasota. You may want to go to a small town like Venice, Florida. You may want to go to Arcadia, Florida. Small town living. And get away from all the idiocy and the and the noise and, and the nonsense of a Chicago. And what the Chicagoland area has done to decimate your state. Just like metropolitan New York. The voters in New York keep voting for these reprobate, evil, despicable, morally, I can't, reprehensible. That's the only word that comes. I know I'm repeating it, but these people should not be in government. These people should not be in leadership. They are liars. They are intellectually inferior because they have believed the lie. They are dangerous. They're threatening. And sadly, they're in power. Look at Jerry Nadler. Good example out of New York. This is what gets voted in Manhattan. This guy's been in office for, you know, decades. I've watched him over the past six, seven years in particular. And you can't even begin to count the number of times he gets on the Judiciary Committee and lies to the American people. And he really believes his own lies. This is the kind of danger in which we in which we live. And yet when you have cities like Chicago run by criminals and reprobates, moral degenerates, people that believe lies and fairy tales and strange stuff, godless, and you wonder why your state is going downhill and people are moving out. And then let's go to New York State for a few minutes. I mean, enough with Illinois. I mean, that you, you see what's going on there. It's been, they've been leading into this for a long time in Chicago. With all the shootings and all of, you know, it's not, it's not even news anymore in Chicago. It's just day-to-day normal to them. Remember Jesse Smollett and all his race baiting? And everybody in Chicago believed him. 
And the media, Don Lemon at CNN, believed him. The New York Times, the Washington Post, USA Today, all believe Jesse Smollett was attacked by these MAGA Republicans and they threw bleach on him and, and they had a noose to tie around his neck. They're MAGA Republicans. They're all racist. Turned out to be a fraud. There's a lot of that going on. No, I don't have it in front of me, but there's actually a website dedicated to all one of my one of my friends who runs Black and Blonde Media, Bob Parks. He keeps a running tabulation of all the phony race race hoaxes that go on in this country and how the media keeps falling for them. And they jump on the bandwagon and they repeat the phony story and the lie. And they try to get everybody upset on the left that all these MAGA Republicans are just racist, homophobes, xenophobes, deplorables. You You know what I'm talking about. They're goading you. And then you find out that the stuff never happened. That the person that made the claim did it to themselves just to get attention and make a news story. And and does CNN get on there and apologize publicly and loudly? Of course not. Quietly at 3 o'clock in the morning, they'll post it on their website. They're not going to apologize for lying to you because that's what they do best is lie. Before I get to New York and and their governor, I, I didn't think you could get worse than, than Governor Andy Cuomo, but you really can. And they've managed to do it with this Trojan horse that they had of a lieutenant governor. Maybe people knew. I don't think most people in the state of New York knew much about Kathy Hochul. I don't think they knew much at all. There's a story that came out last week. And, you know, everybody jumped all over it. USA Today jumped on it. Washington Post, New York Times, Chicago Tribune, all of them. They just all over this story. CNN. Couldn't scream it loud enough. MSNBC had a panel to discuss it. Racism in America. Duke University volleyball team was playing at BYU. And one of their players made the claim that somebody somebody yelled a racial slur. And everybody jumped on it. Yeah. BYU, isn't that some kind of a affiliated school to Mormons or something in Utah? And everybody, and everybody just believed it at face value. And there, I was looking at some news stories and, you know, some little clips of people saying, I believe her. Do you have any evidence? No, but I believe her because she said it. And I'm looking at this news story that came out No, about a week ago. Came out last week. And the story goes like this. It's something you may not have noticed. This is what this is in the USA Today by Mike Freeman, a complete idiot. Believes anything because it fits a narrative. It fits an agenda. And he writes this story about 
The Duke volleyball player Rachel Richardson, who said she was called multiple racial slurs while playing in a game at BYU. And he's saying, you know, the you know, the, it's going to be the MAGA people. It's going to be the QAnon people that believe in mass voter fraud and all kinds of strange conspiracy theories. They're going to claim that Rachel Richardson made the whole thing up. And he said, before I break, and, and so he writes, so before I break down the absurdity of it all, I want to go for a moment after that game. It happened at on CNN. And, and he's talking about that, you know, he, he's completely believing the story that she said. Not that he had any evidence, but he's believing it. And the story goes on. And he, he continues to, so you have to believe she lied to her dad, which, you know, or, or, or it's really all true. Well, I'm going to give BYU some credit. Uh, by the way, so you know who else believed this, this gal? The South Carolina women's basketball coach, Dawn Staley, you know, University of South Carolina, Columbia. They canceled her program series against BYU because she believed her. And this guy at the USA Today claims, you know, the story is about race and how black people have to constantly prove that they're not criminals or liars. That we don't commit mass voter fraud. We only get jobs because of affirmative action. Well, in some cases, yeah. Look at the press secretary for Joe Biden. That's an affirmative action hire. Has nothing to do with talent and ability. Has to do with she, the fact she's woman, she's black, and she's gay. I think you have to be gay, a reprobate, or a pedophile to work for the Biden administration. I'm serious. You got a guy that's an avowed Satanist. Yeah, he's in charge of mental health. Right. Oh, you need to see this guy's stuff. I mean, he's just, this is what's in the White House. And and then he claims the 30,000 lies stated by, you know, drive by Trump. He goes on and on and on. So without any facts, he writes this long opinion piece in the USA Today. Good old Mike Freeman, a moron, total, total reprobate, total idiot. Just believe what he heard and ran with it. And you can't, and it's like, you can't convince me, you know, don't confuse me with the facts, man. I mean, this is too good to let go. We need to, you know, have, we need the MAGA system. You know, we we need to be going after these MAGA people that are a threat to our democracy. And all these far-right people in the ecosystem of MAGA. (laughs) I mean, and they go on and on and on. Well, BYU, BYU took a quite a bit of um, time to investigate. I mean, there's a lot of videotape. The game was carried on TV. There's a lot of audio clip. There's a lot of stuff out there if you took the time to look and took the time to talk to people that were right there courtside. Courtside. And they figured out there's no evidence. And now, of course, is CNN going to do a story that no evidence is found? Of course not. They're just going to forget about it, move on. They did their damage. 
Just like they did the damage to the Kentucky students, pro-life Kentucky students from a Catholic school that were in Washington, D.C., and slandered them. News media outlets are having to basically fork over seven figures quietly because they lied and they know it. They got caught. The last thing they want to have is, you know, it go to court and all the facts come out. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, this guy said, here we are, Jesse Smola 2.0 when it comes to this story out of, out of Duke University. And, and remember, Duke University, they've got a pretty bad track record when it comes to this racial stuff. They destroyed the lives of two students, ruined their careers. And it turned out to be a hoax, too. There's something in the water at Duke University, my friends. I don't know what it is. I I can't put my finger on it, but there's all kind of strangeness to come out of Duke University. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of strangeness in North Carolina these days. And yeah, University of South Carolina too, for that matter, and, and University of Georgia, and I, I know even any any of the big schools, but 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 North Carolina, and by the way, another I saw another story. I'm very familiar with the with Asheville, North Carolina, Buncombe County. Living in North Georgia, like I did for like forty some odd years of my life. I watched a lot of television, and our ABC affiliate at the time for years was WLOS-TV out of Asheville. So, I mean, I was very familiar with what goes on in Asheville, and I've been there many times. And I can remember when Asheville, 30, 40 years ago, was just a wonderful, small, growing city with some of the most beautiful mountains and trails and people all around it in Buncombe County and Henderson County and all the immediate area around it. It's part of the Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville, what they call DMA. That's, you know, like a television thing, you know, for ratings. And so I'm familiar with it. Well, Asheville, like a lot of other places, became kind of a mecca for people leaving Massachusetts, people leaving Vermont, people leaving Long Island, And they bought their leftist voting with them when they came south. Some of the more strange environmentalists, vegans, you name it. And the city of Asheville has a new nickname now. It's a Democrat-run city, no doubt about it. In a very divided purple county. Used to be a very conservative county, but because of the city of Asheville, the new nickname for Asheville is Trashville, North Carolina. They have bought into defund the police. They bought into all this silliness and strangeness and oddballness, face diaper wearing, mandatory vaccinations for employees and everything else that goes on. They bought into all of it. And they wonder why their crime rate jumped 31% in less than a year. Well, it's because they've encouraged it. They had their riots for George Floyd there, too. And they tried to egg on bigger ones. I remember watching it. You can't make this stuff up. I'll get to Kathy Hotchell in just a few minutes in New York. I don't have 
time right now, and I've got a couple of other stories, and I want to tie it all together. I want you to understand in no uncertain terms that everything you see going on from transgenderism to these silly bills like the Safety Act, which is going to make Illinois a very unsafe state, I predict a lot more people coming down from Illinois, even getting out of the farmlands of Illinois because they can't deal with what they're, what's happening out of Springfield and Chicago. How can, how can they do this to their people? They want confrontation if you haven't figured it out. They want the MAGA Republicans to grab their guns and start shooting these, these innocent people that happen to be living in your home that you didn't invite. They want a confrontation. They have to have one. And they are they're ramping it up every day. Look, I, I'll watch a news story and I'll realize my blood pressure is going up. I get it. I understand it. And there's a reason. They want people that are conservatives to be absolutely over-the-top angry. They want you mad. Yeah, I'll get back to it in a minute. There, I, I want to continue this. This is important. You really need to start understanding this is the agenda to anger conservatives to make them look like the insurrectionists that they're they're all being labeled 75 million MAGA voters are all a threat to democracy they're evil they need to be controlled they need to be re-educated they need to be marginalized all of this is by design Nobody in their right mind passes that bill, the Safety Act, and no governor that had even one ounce of morality and decency in them would even consider signing such a bill. But Prickster did. Of course, Prickster's a reprobate. He's a fool, and he's a danger to the decent people of Illinois, an ever-present danger. And they want you to get angry enough to do something about it. They want you angry at Lori Lightfoot. They want you angry at all these mayors and governors so they can bring the hammer down and turn this into a one-party government that can move shockingly and rapidly to the left without any concern at all. Because that's the goal. To bring in a leftist government to move us one step closer to a one-world government, a one-world religion. And no, I'm not talking weird conspiracy theories. I'll get to that in a minute. Not conspiracy theories, but what I'm trying to explain. We have a new mailing address for the program. And if you're still using the old one, don't worry. It's still good. All the way till like the end of October almost. So if you mailed anything to the old address in Florida we've been using for almost a year, not a problem. It is still coming to me a little bit late, but it's going to get to me. We decided with our with spending so much time here in Virginia to get a, a P.O. box, so to be safe with the mail. 
and it's real easy. If you believe in the ministry and the work we have here at Truth to Ponder, consider helping to underwrite the airtime. And I'm looking at expanding it. I think that we have some opportunities that are affordable and right on. I mean, things are getting a little bit better, by the way. Thank you. But we still need your help. This message has got to get out. This is not just a show about politics and news and observations. This is a show about life and your eternal life. We cover a lot of topics. And all I'm doing is I'm calling out, as the Bible says, you'll know them by their fruits. And the fruits that I see in Prickster are bitter and dangerous and deadly. The same with Lori Lightfoot. The same with Merrick Garland. The same with Joe Biden. The same with Jerry Nadler. They, they have dangerous, deadly fruits that are destroying this nation and screaming for God's judgment upon our nation and upon them. If you believe in our work, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address, real simple now, P.O. Box 510. That's P.O. Box 510. 510. And the city is Chilhowee. Chilhowee, Virginia. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. And an easy-to-remember zip code, 24319. That's 24319. 24319. And if you can help us out this month, as we are in September, and hard to believe we're in the last third of the year now, But if you can help us out, we would really appreciate it because there's a lot we need to share, a lot of people that we need to keep safe from what the left is trying to make you do. They're goading you. They are picking at you. They're they're daring you. We need to respond to their, their threats with dignity, honesty and let them be the violent ones because it the truth of the matter is that they really are at heart this is truth to ponder with bob beerman ruler of thorns coming up shalom alechem peace be to you my friend and messiah this is jonathan khan your jewish connection bringing you the riches of your jewish roots in jesus now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're gonna get and love in a moment now it says in matthew 27 29 that they put a crown of thorns on messiah very famous but why well it goes all the way back to the mystery of eden because of adam the curse you see Adam was told, Adam and Eve, it said that the ground will bear thorns and thistles. It's a sign of the curse. This world is cursed. And so the thorns are the epitome of it. Why did they put a crown of thorns on Messiah? Because they were declaring him king. They didn't realize what they were doing, but he was being declared king of the curse. King of the curse. The crown is symbol of the kingdom, the weight of which rests on the king. The whole weight of the curse, the, all of it rests on him. It's going to be put on him, the fallen world, all upon him. The weight of our lives is upon him. Our sorrows, our sins, our curse is upon him. He's the king of the curse of the fallen creation. 
But king also means ruler. So he is ruler of thorns. He is king of thorns and he's ruler of the curse. That means everything in your life, even the sins, even the consequences, even the bad things, all the thorns in your life, he is ruler over it. He will use it for good. It will it will obey his command to bless your life. He will work all things in your life for good. So give thanks for everything because he wore a crown, not of gold, that he could just be Lord of good things, but a crown of thorns to be Lord of all things, especially the thorns of your life. Want more? Ask for Lord of Eden on CD. What if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen you in the Lord? Well, a six-month supply for free. You can. Sapphires, daily spiritual vitamins for victorious walking God, free gift subscription, plus the mystery of the temple doors on CD, yours free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you will be blessed. But call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you'll blanket the earth on shortwave radio. Amazing. Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's the address. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, and Messiah, Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. So really, if you don't agree with Kathy Hochul and her politics, you need to get out of New York because you're not a New Yorker. You don't have New York values. Well, what are New York values? Come on, tell me. I I really would like to know. See, I was born in New York before you were, Kathy. New York City. Lived in Long Island. I've lived all over the state. I've lived in western New York, not far from where you were. Went to high school there myself. Thought about staying in New York. And over time, I decided to get out. Went back once and decided, nope, time to get out. I realized just how fast the state was declining. And it's not the weather. I could put up with the snow and the ice and the frozen lakes and everything else. Because there were some great people that I knew growing up in western New York. But I know something about Western New York, and I'm going to say a few things, and I know I've got listeners in New York State. I can remember the first time I ever went to Buffalo and looked it over, 1971. Just getting into radio, I needed to get what was called the FCC, Third Class Operator's License, and that's to operate the equipment. It has nothing to do with being on the air. Just, you know, to operate that transmitter, you had to have this particular license. So a good friend of mine and I, we got up one morning. I'm trying to remember how we got out of school that day. We did somehow. And we took the drive from my little community, about 90 miles to the east, got on the thruway and went to Buffalo. 
And I can remember my friend, his name was Gary. And we're driving down, you know, we're heading toward, it's morning, and we're, we're heading toward Buffalo. And, and I'm driving, and all of a sudden, Gary goes, would you look at that? The air over Buffalo, it looks like it's green. There was like this green cloud ahead of us. And we got into Buffalo, and you could tell it was an industrial town. Unlike where I was living, which was the farm belt, agriculture was king, more cows than people in the county where I lived at. We're coming into this industrial city of Buffalo on Lake Erie. And there are a lot of these industrial cities on the Great Lakes because they were able to transport by boats, steel and ore and everything else that goes along with the industry. You know, there was that song back in, what, 1970-something, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which talked about one of those massive uh, cargo ships that sunk in a bad storm in November. And, you know, all these, so you had all this stuff going into these steel mills. Matter of fact, that's where Kathy Hotchell grew up. Uh, her family was not very wealthy when she was a kid. They lived in a small single trailer not far from a steel mill. And so she had, you know, she was not wealthy growing up. And she came out of this Irish Catholic family. She still tries to hold on to the good Catholic kind of idea, just like a Nancy Pelosi, all fraudulent. People that are true to that faith are not going to be pro-abortion. You just don't. But when she got into politics, you know, she started at a lower level and coming out of the poor background and then going and living for a while in Syracuse, another Democrat stronghold in upstate New York back in the day. Cities like Rochester were, you know, white collar cities. You had Kodak, Bausch and Lam, Xerox were the big industries there at the time. And it changed over the years as... Kodak got smaller and all these other companies picked up and moved because the state of New York's taxes started getting outrageous. She adopted into the Democrat politics, ended up, you know, in in the local level as a Democrat. She called herself an independent Democrat, which is, you know, trying to sell herself to the more rural communities just outside of Buffalo, which don't necessarily... uh, agree with the union stances of most Democrats in that part of the, uh, well, in New York state. So she, you know, she tried to, you know, do the fine line. She ended up filling a seat for a term. And, and over time she, she kept being into Democrat politics in the state of New York. She worked for the government in government relations for a for the M&T Bank out of Buffalo after she finished uh, her time, you know, her two years in Congress. And when Robert Duffy decided not to run for re-election as lieutenant governor, incumbent governor Cuomo, who was running for his second term, Cuomo named her as his choice for lieutenant governor. 
and the delegates to the convention endorsed her for lieutenant governor. And so they won the Democrat primary election, and she won hers because she had been endorsed. She was also on the working party's nominee and what have you. And so back in 2015, she became the lieutenant governor of the state of New York. And so in 18, uh, once again, Andy Cuomo ran and she became uh, lieutenant governor again. And when he had to step down last year, well, she became the governor. She has, you know, no one had really ever heard of her outside of New York State, to be quite honest. I mean, she wasn't that known as a congressperson, woman, whatever. And she became the governor. And every weird thing that Cuomo ever endorsed, she endorses it as well. And even things that are even beyond what Cuomo would have done. I don't think, I don't think that, I don't, I don't think that even Andy Cuomo would have told people to move to Florida if you don't agree with his politics. I don't think even he is that politically stupid. But she did. You heard her. Get out of town. You're not a real New Yorker. You know, Kathy, when, when I was growing up and you were growing up, the state of New York was not run by Democrats. My district had a Republican congressman. We had a Republican governor. But the city of New York had a lot of weight and a lot of power in Albany. And over the years, as the city is, you know, the, the suburbs have expanded and, you know, the area has grown, the balance of power tipped somewhere in the 1980s a little bit. And now, you know, there is sufficient. Here's what happens. Let me explain something. In New York State, people are leaving that state in droves. They're, they're just leaving just like California and a lot of other places. Illinois, as we mentioned in the first part of the program, people are going to be getting out of Dodge. I wonder why. Crime is up. Taxes are outrageous. She's the She didn't want people to have to have any ID to vote or even get a driver's license. And now she's telling people to get out. Well, guess what? They're doing it. For the first time in Florida's history, there are more registered Republicans to vote in the state of Florida than any time in the state's history, period. And it's not a tiny number, it's huge. Since the pandemic began and the lockdowns and the stupidity, the insanity, the craziness, and she was all a part of it, she believed in the magic mask will stop the Omicron variant. We know full well that a face diaper doesn't stop a virus. Had a friend of mine lives in South Carolina, but he had to go to a, you know, a medical place and those people are still crazy about their mask. I don't get it. They're still running around in fear. Fear of corona. So put on your mask. And he said, you know, they 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 try to make me believe that by putting on this And these are basically the two-for-a-buck, you know, Walmart specials made in China. 
they, they try to convince you that this mask will stop a virus. And like the guy said, so I walk out of the hospital and I can smell somebody's secondhand cigarette smoke from 50 feet away with this thing on. So it's going to stop a virus? What are, you, what are you trying to tell me? That's insane. Those molecules are stickier and bigger than a virus. And if they're getting through. So here we are. She's telling people to get out of New York. Just get out of here. You don't have... What, what are New York values now? Are they New York City values? No cash bail, just like they're in New York City, and now they're going to make that in Illinois, where the criminals rule, and the law-abiding citizens are having their rights stripped away one by one by reprobates like you, Kathy? Yeah, that's why the good people are leaving New York. Used to be back, oh, I don't know, 40 years ago, there were, there were some snowbirds that would live in western New York. They may be in the farming business or they're retired. I knew one that lived on Lake Owasco, not far from Auburn, had a nice little house on the lake. And I didn't realize it when I first got there in the fall, but they were really Florida residents. I noticed their car one day had a Florida tag on it. They're from New York. They were born and raised around Auburn, New York. And when they retired, they had this nice little house on the lake. And they stay there till, till right after Christmas. They stay all the way to see the first snow and Christmas. And then they're gone and they get back. They get back in June. They're gone for six months and a few days. So they're, they actually had a home somewhere in southwest Florida. I never knew where. but And they came back. They came back, you know, by the 4th of July, they're back when the weather's decent in western New York. My mother used to tease we had two seasons in in our community, winter and 4th of July. So here we have her goading and saying, you know, we want to get, you know, you, the era of Trump, you MAGA Republicans, you anti-democracy repro, you know, you, know, you deplorables, get out of New York. We don't need you. Get out of here. Fine. The productive, law-abiding, and decent people are saying enough. We're out of here. Know somebody else, like I mentioned on the beginning of the program, that you know she and her husband, they're probably 30-ish, left New York State as well. Upstate New York, no less, the Binghamton area. Because the state is being turned into a cesspool by these Democrats in Albany and out of the city of New York and the Buffaloes and the Syracuses. And now Rochester has gone very strange. And it's kind of like you can't get an even break. And she's they moved about a year or two ago. And somebody asked her the question on social media. So uh, do you have any regrets going to Florida? And she said, just one. Why didn't I do it sooner? And a lot of people that leave New York and they get a taste of freedom and a taste of honesty and taste of a little bit of integrity. They don't have to deal with these silly policies and outrageous taxes and levels of government that start at the state and then the county, then the township and then the villages. And then, you know, it just never ends. Property taxes in New York state are insane. And, but the schools aren't any better anymore. 
Just because you have a lot of money and you throw it around doesn't, well, the problem is you have so many people that are not really paying taxes up there, so the productive and the homeowners are getting nailed. And people are discovering if you live in Long Island, you can sell that $300,000 or $400,000 or $600,000 house and buy something really nice, you know, in southwest Virginia, northeast Georgia, upstate South Carolina, parts of, you you can for half the price or less. And tax is only a fraction, crime lower. And so there is a shift going on. And I really believe part of what she's trying to do is to ensure that New York stays a Democrat state. Because a lot of these Republicans that didn't bother to vote because they knew they were outnumbered might start coming back to the polls to get rid of people like her. So get them to move to Florida. Eh, So you lose a couple of congressional seats. You still own the state. And that's what's happened. Then you got Joe Biden. Yep, you got good old Joe Biden and how he feels about the 75 million people that didn't vote for him. One of the things that was clear to me is that this new group headed by the former president, the former defeated president, uh, we found ourselves in a situation where we were either going to look forward or look backwards. And it's clear which way he wants to look. It's clear which way the new MAGA Republicans are. They're extreme. And democracy is really at stake. You can't be a democracy when you support violence, when you don't like the outcome of election. You can't call yourself a democracy when you don't, in fact, count the votes that people legitimately cast and count that as who you are. So, hey, Joe, what about those people like in Georgia, for example, that, that went to the polls in the metro Atlanta area or Cobb County only to be told that somebody had mailed that Well, you mailed your ballot in already. You didn't. You know, those ballots that were dropped off at 3 o'clock in the morning all over Atlanta? Why can't we count the legitimate votes, Joe? Why do we have to count tainted ballots, Joe? Because that's the only way you got 80-some-odd million votes, Joe. You're a fraud. And we're not going to fall for your nonsense and get into the fight you want. Joe, you and your entire administration, including your attorney general, one of the greatest frauds that ever perpetuated himself in calling himself justice. He's a political operative. He's a Gestapo leader. He has no business in that job. We're not going to fall for you trying to goad us into the fight you need. Just like Hitler burned down the Reichstag, we're not going to play your game. And don't you play it either. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider keeping us on radio? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio mailing address. New mailing address. The old one still works, but the new one, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. And we'll see you again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.